Hello, this is 3 Minute Egghead, a podcast about research at UC Davis. I'm Andy Fell. This week, flowers, bees and microbes. Nothing says spring like bees buzzing among the flowers. Plants need bees and birds to pollinate them and reward them with nectar. This complex dance has fascinated biologists since Charles Darwin. But now we know there's a third partner playing a role in the middle. Microbes, yeasts and bacteria, that live in nectar. My name is Rachel Vinette, and I'm a new assistant professor in the uh, Department of Entomology and Nematology. And I'm primarily interested in how microorganisms and microbial communities influence interactions between plants and, and insects. So what do we know about microorganisms that live in nectar? So we've known that while well, yeast and bacteria are present in floral nectar for at least 100 years, but we didn't actually know what they were doing or that they were actually ecologically meaningful um, until fairly recently. But we do know that some plant species host very high abundances of these microbes and that they can change floral nectar in sort of predictable ways. Basically, they, they ferment the sugars in the nectar and um, some of them produce alcohol and they can actually change the scent and both the the scent and the flavor of the nectar. So we did an experiment initially uh, where we um, inoculated flowers with these microbes and found that um, actually the, the bacteria strongly deterred pollinator visitation by both hummingbirds and bees. But nectar isn't just sugar water. Plants can make an extraordinary variety of compounds, capsaicin, caffeine, the basis of many common drugs such as aspirin. Many of them seem to be intended to deter the plant from being eaten by making it poisonous or taste bad, and they get into nectar. When we did a somewhat more realistic experiment where we actually added um, some compounds that are typically found in nectar, so there are often these, these secondary metabolites, they're called, we refer to them as toxins, they're not always toxins, but they're often repellent to certain insects. We found that when we added those to nectar, then the microbes actually made the, the nectar more palatable to pollinators. Nectar plus microbes plus toxins, more pollinators. It doesn't really make sense why plants would put these compounds that seem to be deterrent to pollinators in their nectar. Are the plants using toxins to control the microbes? Or are the microbes manipulating the plant by changing the taste of the nectar? Or is it all a big coincidence because the plants make the toxins anyway and they just leak into the nectar? We think that these microbes are sort of taking advantage of this two-partner two system, but they may actually be modifying the different traits, for example, that are, that are exhibited by plants and perhaps even influencing plant attraction, plant attractiveness to pollinators as well. Vanette's lab is trying to isolate the yeasts and bacteria in nectar and see how they attract or benefit pollinators. One thing we're very excited about is looking at the contribution of microbes to floral scent. And so we're characterizing the contribution of these different yeasts and bacteria to, to basically the, the scent of flowers. And we're trying to understand if that can help pollinators navigate or make choices based on the presence of particular uh, microbes in floral nectar. Thanks for listening to 3 Minute Egghead.